The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Darling, don't you go and cut your hair. Do you think it's gonna make... That was Pavement with Cut Your Hair. Um, so we're kind of revisiting an old topic. Lost in the hair follicles of time, a previously lauded episode detailing our views on hair is nowhere to be found. So we thought we'd revisit that ever-challenging topic. Um, before we start talking about the incredibly important topic of hair, has anyone got any, no gripes this week, but some medical concerns of the week? Anyone got a medical concern, Catherine? A medical concern? Did, did I say I had one earlier? You did, but you know what, it's okay. I'll move on to Lily and you can try to remember what yours was. Oh, actually, I know what yours is. Uh, Lily, do you have yeah, a medical can concern? I, can I just say, I'm really, really happy that my subtopic has got onto the show because I'm not good at this, this section of the show. Anyway... Medical concern of the week is uh, what was it? Oh yeah, my flu jab. Why does no one remember? These are. Can I just <laughs> say, guys, they can't really be real medical concerns if you can't remember them from like one hour to the next. But yes, Leonor. Okay, that I got a flu jab because I'm celiac. So if anything, you shouldn't be concerned. You should be pleased. Apparently, celiac disease qualifies me for a flu jab. So. I, I don't know why that would work. Um, Catherine, just to remind you what your medical concern was, because you've forgotten, it was about your hair, which is so topical. Oh, but it's I thought too you topical. were going to save that for for later. But yeah, I'm slightly worried that my um, that my hair seems to be thinning as I get older. Um, and my medical concern, also, it's not really a concern. I think none of us have come with a concern. I'm not sure why I decided to have this segment. Um, is that recently hey. I went. <laughs> I'm so proud of it. Well, you, okay. Which is recently I went for an STI test to get the... Oh, just dropped something quite loud. Uh, to get the all clear, just to make sure everything is okay. And I had to swab my own rectum. At least you did it on your own. I think that's preferable. Uh, yes, I guess so. And I ha- also had my throat swabbed. Not with the same swab before anyone asked that question. Um, in two weeks, I'll be live announcing, live tweeting the results of that SCI test. So <laughs> listen in, anyone who's concerned. Are you um, really? Whatever depends, may come. Depends on the results. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so I kind of wanted to start off. So in the last couple of weeks, um, Lily and I, and also Catherine, but to a lesser extent, have attended many feminism conferences. So Lily and I got the, the whack of three conferences in the last few weeks. And so we're going to be talking about that in the coming weeks. Um, but... We talked about, um, when we went to feminism in London, they brought up the issue of hair as a feminist issue. And I thought we could kind of But right from that. the outset, I was quite shocked that like the first thing the compere said was, by the way, I just want to say I have hairy armpits. Well, yeah. As this kind of opener to a feminism conference. I thought we was, were past that. It was kind of um, because she was a, well, she is a comedian and she was almost doing the intro as a comedy sketch. It was hard to find the line as to what she was being serious about and not, which I suppose is the point. But she did then say, like you said, um, by the way, I've got hairy armpits. And then I think the punchline of her joke was something like... I mean, was it a joke? She kind of... So it was Kate Smurthwaite, who was a kind of compare slash host slash MC slash all round <laughs> comedian slash... Feminist, maybe uh, organizer. Not sure. I don't know if she was. An, I doubt that she was an organizer. It sounds. Um, she does a lot for different um, for fem- femi- yeah, feminist organizations, or women's charities, yeah. and yeah, charities that work to prevent violence against women and 
kind of yeah. particular women's issues. So I issues. think she actually reminded us, as you say, off the bat, that it was a issue very much at the forefront of mainstream discussion for feminism. And she said something along the lines of, I have hairy armpits, and I know some of you don't, and that's okay. If anything, you are more affected or oppressed by societal pressure, I think is what she actually said, which I kind of found a bit patronising. I think we were all a bit shocked. Yeah, I was. That I, is a paraphrase, perhaps, is not her exact words. But the feeling, but that was I, the, the feeling I got from the audience was that we were the only people that felt like that because I'm sure that there was a kind of ripple of applause. And oh, definitely, there was a lot of applause at that, yeah. at that um, conference. So I thought we should revisit hair and um, talk about hair do's and hair don'ts, and we're going to go from top to bottom to leg to toe. <laughs> Disgusting, right? <laughs> Let's talk hair. So, first of all, hair on your head is it? As you once asked us, your your crowning glory. Did I ask that in the last? You posed hair that episode? question. Um, so, like, <laughs> perhaps, like, how much time and effort do you spend on your hair? And I, my secondary part B to that question: Does it reflect how you feel about your possible gender identity? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think the idea of hair being crowning glory is something that I've got from like um, my gender or say like something that's been passed down from the female side of my family. My mum is actually. Um, I think she would admit that she is quite vain about her hair, but it was always my dad who used to say, oh, you know, um, your hair is your crowning glory. And I think it was a bit of a joke for him to say that because he is bald. Um, And people always kind of um, seem to focus on hair as being a bit of a a sign of beauty, but also confidence for women. Um, But it just became really early on a kind of ritualistic thing. Like my mum didn't like facials. She didn't really like shopping. But she did like going to the hairdressers. So I got used to going with her all the time. So it's like I associate it with a bit of a treat. So I suppose that's where it's come from. I'm obviously too stingy to go to the hairdresser regularly. (laughs) But um, I do occasionally straighten my hair. And like it is the bane of my life because whenever I straighten my hair, which is about, I'd say, max once a month, um, I'm always terrified that I've left the hair straighteners on and that they're going to burn the house down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible feeling. It I actually, is. I had that this morning. I've had that for a whole weekend while I've been away from the house. That was very stressful. I think, um, I don't think, I don't remember my parents ever having a huge influence on my thoughts on my head hair. But I know that my mum, when she was little, had very, very short hair. And people used to think she was a boy. And I think her mum cut her hair very short so she wouldn't have to, like, brush her hair in the mornings for going to school. I had a really traumatic incident when when I was about seven when my dad put a bowl on my head. Um, it was just after Classic. he realised that he lost all of his money. And my mum had booked an appointment. The hairdresser it cost too much. So he put a bowl on my head while Gladiators was on. And I just remember really wanting Gladi- to I was so upset about missing gladiators and he was just cutting the hair on my head around a bowl and I was just so shocked. That's so classic. I've never actually heard of anyone who had a genuine bowl cut, bowl cut with a bowl. A bowl cut with a bowl. (laughs) Yeah, my dad is not a very good hairdresser. But it's just not a comment on his character. Um, (laughs) No, I guess it's not. It's just a comment on his hairdressing skills. Um, But I do think, like, because just thinking about it, I've often had quite short hair and at the moment I have very short hair. And, like, I have been mistaken for a boy and I think partially at least because of my short hair I don't know maybe it's also my facial features but um, definitely for the short hair I had some like little kids come up to me once and say excuse me are you a boy or a girl and actually the school that I'm working in at the moment I actually had two children say that I look like a boy I think it must be the hair (laughs) they were cockneys (laughs) they were chimney sweeps if anything but yeah I I really like androgyny and I, I generally go for the androgynous look but I haven't managed to cut my hair I think I just lack the guts to do you, it. You had it fairly short for you at one point. Like you had mm. a short a short bob, mm. didn't bob you? Cut. Well you've had it shaved, haven't you? 
But I'm yeah, I have had it very very short, and I've had it orange and short, and I've had all sorts. But but I just yeah, I'm worried about cutting it really short because I have a pinhead. The set, the shape, <laughs> the size of my head is so tiny that if I cut it short, it just looks like I've got a massive body. I share I share that feel. Mm-hmm. I feeling. actually also yeah, have. I share it. I share, I share, share, it. I share <laughs> that right, feeling. Um, <laughs> I also have a quite a small head. I think we all you do. don't. I think it's not small. comparatively. Not as small as mine. I'm I have known. The I'm known in some circles for my small head. Many this circles. Is, all the um, circles you're in. If if you um, are listening and you're you're not familiar with my nickname, it is Peanut because of the smallness of my head. Um, but you know, Lily, you have a small head too. Mm. But I feel like the the kind of disparity between your small head and your body is not as great as mine because okay. I've got a bigger body. So it's not a competition. It's, well, it's not a competition. Well, apparently, but I've lost. <laughs> but yes, I, I am I am losing. <laughs> but do you feel like your hair? Because you both have quite long hair, and you both for quite a lot of the time I've known you had quite long hair. Do you feel like that's part like it's like femininity, or do you not really think about that? Is it just a fear think, of like for me it's laziness? Because having short hair is actually quite a lot of upkeep. You've got to go regularly to the hair, hairdressers and stuff. Whereas having it's long true. hair is very low maintenance. I think that's why I do it. But when you have short yeah. hair, you can just go to the barber. Or really? How short? But how, I, how much does that cost? Normally under ten pounds. Wow. I mean, I I agree with you. I think when you have short hair and you want to stay a certain um, kind of length and with a certain look, whatever that style is, you're kind of committing to it. And if you want to keep it the same, like say you've got a buzz cut or a bob, then you're basically committing to having that particular hairdo and you are saying, this is my look and I'm going to maintain it. And I don't want it to grow out because I've got a very specific idea of how I want people to see me. I want them to see this kind of like almost polished thing. So even if you're just like shaving your head and it's, you know, it's not for how it looks, you still are actually having to like have that action of doing it and repeating it. And you don't get that with long hair. It's like more of a kind of free, let's just see what happens. In in my adolescent years, I would actually use that um, bed head gel stuff that was like the gummy gel and like do... Make it fluffy. Yeah. Make it stand on Textured. end. Textured. Yeah, a bit like all of those groups in the 90s and uh, 2000s, like Maroon <laughs> like 5. Bands. Yeah. Maroon 5 are alive and kicking, let me tell you. I saw, saw them live recently. It was a horrible experience. Um, okay, well, we've. I think we've kind of yeah, come to terms with the head hair. Covered the head, yeah. Eyebrows. Anyone got anything to say? Yeah. I, I, I do, and I think... Mine, mine are pretty wild. My sister's always saying how... Um, <laughs> I have a lot of strays, and I also, like, basically, hair just grows all around my eye area. Um, I I was famous when I was younger in my family for complaining that things hurt, so I'd be like, you know, I always say, like, my ankle hurts, this hurts, whatever. And the two most famous ones that the family always like to bring up is my belly button hurts, which everyone was like, that's ridiculous, but also my eyebrow hurts. But I feel like we can all relate to that. You know when your hairs are brushed the wrong way? It's oh, really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I said yeah, my eyebrow yeah. hurts. My family is still to this day are like, <laughs> remember when you said your eyebrow hurts. It's like when so you I'm have... pain as a child. You know when you have your hair in a really high pony... And then you take it out, but it's yeah. been in the high pony for maybe even like two days, and it the hair it like hurts as it kind of falls I've never down. Experienced that. Or if you change your parting and it just aches, sometimes it gives me a headache. Um, <laughs> sounds awful. Um, also on the, on the topic topic of eyebrows, I remember once my mum was kind of staring at my face quite intently, and I was like, "Mum, like, what's going on? What are you staring at?" And she was just saying, "She said, oh, I was just thinking, like, if I were to pluck your eyebrows, which hairs I would take out." <laughs> that was quite quite rude. kind. Yeah, I feel like um, I never really thought about my eyebrows at all because um, 
they naturally are quite uh, symmetrical and they're ordered and I don't have to like pluck anything. So I never thought about them. And then when I dyed my hair brown, I realised that whereas when I was blonde, they always look quite dark um, and not like really badly. It wasn't like a huge kind of um, change, but they were darker than my hair colour suddenly now they're lighter and it gives me the appearance of like having like a bit of a kind of like you can't really differentiate from my forehead and my face um because they they just look lighter compared to my hair so it's a bit like having Merged kind of, into one yeah it's a bit like your face looking like a kind of um like a white snooker ball or an egg maybe like a oh. bit shiny so your eyebrows um you know in kind of like if you talk to a beautician, they always say, "Oh, your eyebrows are really important because it like frames your face." And you know, if you don't like, um, if your eyebrows aren't like clear or a particular size, then it can make you look like older or whatever. I don't know how much I buy into that, but at the same time, I have started colouring in my eyebrows, which I never thought I would do because like having a scouse brow is a bit like you know being overly fake tanned or having loads of really bad hair extensions. There's like a kind of connotation of like I don't know. Yeah. Like footballer's wife and being like super overdone, but I am. I do pencil in my eyebrows. We we didn't know. Yeah, both of us don't know what a scouse brow is. And I was doing a C for um. What was what, that? We clarity, learned clarification. Clarity, yeah. I did a big C in the air a that I learned brow. clarification. That's what so that means. You know when um, there's a bit of a trend for having like a strong brow. So even like Cara Delevingne. Yeah. So even people who maybe have like kind of um, still quite defined eyebrows, they might like pencil them in, and they look really like you can tell they've been penciled in or tattooed in because they've got like. Um, so the point at which um, hits your near your nose will be really kind of straight and then it will taper out and it will make a shape a bit like if you imagined like a sort of um, like a slug, it kind of tapers and it's very, um, it almost looks like it's been stenciled in, let alone penciled in. I see. It doesn't. Well, I don't know. It sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm going to skip through eyelashes because, like, what is there to no, say? No, no. I have to say. Um, so I looked up eyelashes and found that they're mostly protein. They have a three month life cycle. Um, <laughs> you can make a wish on them. They grant wishes. Don't yeah, forget. They that. have they living things in them. They have their own oh, yeah, glands. They, they have fall mites. out daily, and they're typically a little shorter than a centimeter. There is a lot to say I'm so about sorry eyelashes. That I thought we could skip that. Okay, skipping that now. <laughs> I think we should move on to mustaches and also yeah. sideburns. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I sometimes do worry about my, my mustache, and actually, I not that long ago went to um, Superdrug actually, or many other available pharmacies, um, to get like what's it called threading done on my eyebrows and also I was like go for the upper lip and oh my god it was so painful I almost cried I was sitting there like kind of groaning in pain was it really cried. public as well because yeah, there's one public. in a, um, a particular pharmacy that might be super drug but it could be something else uh, near me kind of in like the Brixton area and That's whenever exactly I'm queuing up oh. to buy face wipes the person, crying? <laughs> the person who's getting it done is like right by the queue so if the queue's quite long and you're quite bored it's the only point of interest and everyone is always staring you know at the what? person getting their eyebrows done. At the time I was so impaled I couldn't even think about like couldn't comprehend <laughs> the fact that I might be pro- providing some sort of entertainment for the bored people in the queue but yeah it was incredibly painful and actually it's come back worse than it was before I don't know but then I think you know who cares do I need to care about this I'm not sure actually like both of my parents have pointed out on different occasions oh by the way you have a moustache you have to deal with that wow I have very superficial parents as we're about to talk about sideburns so I don't know if you want that fact now okay anyone else got anything to add on moustaches I've never thought either of you have a moustache 
I know someone who bleaches their moustache. I don't really have a moustache. I have whiskers. Yeah, me too. No, I ha- like I don't have it in the middle part. But Lily, like you in had the an corner. Yeah, Lily, you had an interesting story of why you think yours might be worse than they could. They could yeah. Be. Well, when I was younger, I actually got like one of the lady shaves and, and did a little shave. Why like, did you shave your face? Because well, I was because of the hairs, or because you thought I can't it was remember. Naked. I think I was just because I remember it was the same day that I spilt like this little terracotta pot of blush. So I think I was just using all of my mum's stuff. And it might have been to, like, you know, shave your face, you know, be a bit, like, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, fair enough. Okay, sideburns, you want to talk about that? I have a very brief thing to say, which is that sometimes, because I get my hair, um, what's the word? You know, razored. Whatever, yeah, that clippered. Yeah, those You've ones. got very short. Got very short, short hair. hair. And um, sometimes when you're sat there, like, without asking, the people who are, like, doing it, the barber, um, might just, like, shave up, like, on a zero, up half my sideburn area. I think they think that it doesn't look coming on a woman, but I never request that. I like my mini sideburns. I don't know how other people feel about that. Um, yeah, I've got curls in that area, curly hair. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. some wisps. Yeah, wispy sideburns is what I have. Yeah, so my dad, um, being a man of having been born in 1945, was actually um, trying to be fashionable in the 70s or early 80s and actually got four little sideburn implants. <laughs> Um, that he now has to shave. That is my are they fun still functioning? I think they that be? they are. I think he still has to shave them. Yeah, um, and that yeah, that's that's like the funnest fact about my dad, other than his tailor-made um, backgammon table that he got actually to fit from his elbow to the end of his hand. <laughs> Not hair related, but interesting nonetheless. Thank you, Jean Pierre. Um, does did uh, Jean Pierre's sideburn implants come from his own body? Like, did they take them from you know his what? back? I've never asked him the details about or it. Or are they like, you know, some kind of like I don't, um, is that how sideburn? Work? Like the only thing I can tell you someone who died is or... that he's got like four dots that are like he's got a little square on each side, basically, and a little hmm. dot for each angle of the square and corner is what I mean, and they're symmetrical on both sides. So it's it's not like it's not like he had lots of dots to make it look like natural sideburns. They look like very synthetic sideburns inside his face. But would he then just grow four very long hairs out of those holes? No, I think they sprout like a little bush each. Interesting. Okay. Armpits. This is a big one. Let's talk about armpits. Come on, it's important. It's the most controversial one. It is. How do we feel about them? And I think what was implied by what we saw at Feminism in London was that we have an illusion of choice and actually we're being quite forced into what we're doing. Um, So maybe let's talk about armpit hair. What's everyone's hair status right now? Do you want to have a look at my armpits? Yeah, of course we do. Should we all get our armpits out? I'll I'll just undo my top while we're talking. So what I wanted to ask was, when when was the first time? I'm wearing a a top underneath. (laughs) Oh, no, Um, It briefly looked like you were just taking everything Um, off. What I want to ask is, when was the first time you thought you might need to shave your armpits? And like, what made you shave them? What happened? About 11, so it's secondary school. It's a big step change going from primary school to secondary school. Have a look, guys. Armpits out. Oh. A little bit hairy. Yeah. (laughs) We have a guest in the studio who averted his gaze at that moment when I was trying to show off. Um, Yeah, so, ooh, was the sound effect I think we got from that. But yeah, when was the first time you shaved and why do you think you had to shave? I'm going to show you mine because actually this, I think that they're just... They're just starting. Can you see? There's just yeah, a tiny could, bit. In, in only a matter of months, yours could be like mine. Yeah. I don't like growing it because I feel it gets like quite sweaty very quickly when I have hair. Especially sweaty, when I'm cycling. Yeah. That's really annoying. So I um, use an epilator and I just take them all out. And what I really love about 
um, pulling hair out of your armpits is that sometimes you get the little aliens that you can then squeeze. Please, I hate when you talk about the aliens. Lily, no one else gets aliens and no one knows what you As mean. As if it's and like then a you it. And we still don't know what you mean. For our listeners, we've had a few shows where Lily's mentioned about... I think one of them was about, like, we were talking about disgusting habits or something and this came up and it transpires that Lily has some kind of, like... Thing that she pops. Gr- it actually. Do you know what? This should have been brought up. At, you know what? We had a time for this. It was a medical concerns time. No one brought up a real medical concern. You could have brought up the aliens then. But she's not now concerned. is not the time. She's not she concerned. concerned. She's doing it right now. Stop it. She's literally Get getting away. her armpit out, stretching it, and finding these little like lumps of I don't know if it, they're fat or like skin, and she's she's rubbing them in between her stop fingers it. and okay, she's stop, popping stop them. That. That seems unhealthy. Um, but okay, so armpit hair, like, do you feel like you need to shave it or do you just want to shave it because you think it's kind of smelly? Like, I don't know. I feel like I've just got quite lazy. And also now I feel like I'm living in a household of people who maybe not everyone's a shaver. And that kind of encourages me not to shave. And also I feel like no one's going to see it because whenever, I, apart from right now when I should have my armpits. I think it's to do a lot of... Um your personal kind of preferences and your worries about things do occur in your adolescence and it's very different like when people are like growing and developing and most likely to laugh at you and make fun of you and I think that you kind of get in the habit of something so like when I was at school and when I was younger I definitely felt like you know if I went and did um, sport at school and I got changed and had hairy armpits that would have been absolutely you know social suicide Um, and people would have they would have definitely laughed Um, there's no way that they wouldn't but like now if I go to a swimming pool, I'm pretty sure that on a semi-regular basis you see people with all different kinds of bodies, like people who don't shave their legs who do, who don't shave their armpits who do. There's limited opportunities for like being as involved in other people's lives. When you're at school, you kind of know everything about everyone, but when you're older, you don't. I just don't think that people care that much when you get to a certain point. Um, so obviously you're both in like romantic relationships, but in... If you're thinking about, you know, like you're on a night out and maybe you're like looking for someone new to meet in that kind of situation, would like, would you be worried about having, like, would you think, oh, like, I, it'd be embarrassing if like I hadn't shaved today or whatever? No. Or you wouldn't worry about that? I think I, no. I wouldn't really think about it because um, I think if anything does happen in those circumstances, everyone's quite drunk. So <laughs> no one really... No Great sense. reason. <laughs> no one cares because they're drunk. Okay, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't worry about it that much. Um, I think it does, in a large part, depend where you are, especially if I was in shortage. Like, I think there'd be loads of people who'd be like, oh, that's quite cool or whatever. Um, if I happened to be at work and I worked for a really corporate company and people had to wear certain clothes, maybe I'd be a little bit uh, more worried. But equally, it would be very likely that they would never see my armpits because I'd be covered up anyway. Um, so, you know, I think there's room for people, even though it's not a good thing that you would feel you had to hide it, there's room for you to have a private life. Um, OK, and very quickly, because we're almost, well, we're running nearer to the end of our show. We haven't even got down to the pubic area. That's where we are. Oh. Pubic area, that's Hooray. what we're hitting. We've got okay. down. We've got there. OK, so let's talk about our fannies and let's talk about the hair on them. Um, I just want to give you what I remember from reading Love It, long ago dr pam spur always giving her dynamite sex tips and one of her tips she gave a romantic tip for you and your partner brush your pubes before your partner goes down on you because nobody wants hair stuck in their teeth that's not a dynamite sex tip but i'm just letting you know that's what she said what her advice was to brush your pubes before someone goes down on you don't we have a pube story in the room oh we do have a pube story we do we've got a shy guest but do you want us to tell the pube story 
for you. I okay. think you don't want to wheel over and no. be an anonymous feature. An anonymous roving voice. Okay, so let's just briefly talk. So can you guys remember when you first got your pubes? What I can't remember at all, actually, when it first happened. I think it was a slow process, and I remember having a few... Um, like a few um, sort of stray hairs and they sort of stayed for a long time and then there was a really clear point where suddenly the whole thing grew and it was a shock. I remember thinking, I can deal with this, this is fine and then it literally was like, you know, a month later, oh my God. I've got that issue where they, like, where you wear pants and you've still got pubes outside the pants. Swimming. Let's, it's a, it's let's a nightmare. Have our, let's have a mystery, mystery guest just tell their story about their pubes growing. Yeah, so I basically got the complete opposite of Catherine in as far as I mm, probably sprouted pubes aged 10, maybe 11. Um, Early developer, I think. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Know. It's all normal. It's all normal. Um, but instead of an overnight uh, forest springing up, um, I had two tufts. Uh, <laughs> On opposing for- sides of your... Yeah, thanks, thanks for spelling that out, Emma. Um, <laughs> yes, diam- symmetrically, uh, diametrically opposed tufts um, <laughs> that reunified um, perhaps maybe two or three years later. Um, so, <laughs> if it, thanks, good. Good, Catherine. I'm laughing at you. It's the delivery, the deadpan delivery. I'm, yeah. I, that, thank you for sharing that, though, because it's very interesting. I mean, I don't. I actually wish I remembered. I, all of a sudden, I just know that I have have pubes now. Yeah. But I, I think the less traumatic route is the preferred route. I think if you don't remember, you've done well. But do we? Do any of us feel like we need to groom? And I, I have a friend who was saying she's about thirty maybe now, and she was getting with some boys. Like occasionally, she go out and get with someone, and they often be a bit younger. And she raised a concern that like now people are very used to a completely groomed pubis, and so she mm. kind of thought, oh, that's a bit funny for them because I I'm completely not into that idea yeah. because I'm slightly older than them. But you know, I question that idea that people are totally used to it because people can differentiate from the porn world and the real world and the fact is a lot of young people can't afford to go and get waxed all the time so therefore how successful you're grooming it's going to be a bit haphazard like a professional job's gonna you know be very like clean and whatever not clean kind of hygienically but you know clean lines but if you're doing it yourself then it's not going to be like that and I just don't think that teenagers who are having their first forays are necessarily going to represent like porn standards um, I think that's actually all we have time for today. So thanks, mystery guest. Before we end, um, can I just say that it's perfectly normal to get hair on your toes? <laughs> yes, it is. We didn't get all the way down. We didn't get to the knees, the thighs, anywhere. Or your but stomach. Yeah, it's all, it's nipples. all, but every, guys, it's all normal. It's all normal. Your We're bum. just talking about a small range of things that have happened to us personally, but it's all normal. And if you want to um, like us on Facebook, that would be great. Just search for Ladies Women. And we're on Twitter, VLW Radio. And our back catalogue is now starting to be on iTunes week by week. And we have a WordPress. Get on our Facebook and all will be revealed. Okay, and I think we're going to have to wrap it up. Do we have time for one second of a song or not really? Should we just put on Ident? Um, let's put on a second of uh, McFly, Five Colors in Her Hair. It's on. She's got lip ring and five colors in her hair. Not into fashion, but I love the clothes she wears. 